0: Welcome to Conversations for Life, a marriage and family podcast from Cross Life with hosts Jonathan and Kathleen. Each episode, we sit down and talk about the things that matter most to those that matter most to you. We're so glad you're with us today. Please pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Welcome back to the second part of our interview with guest author, missionary, and Bible translator Andrew Case who has written numerous books on how to pray using Scripture for your spouse, your children, or yourself. Today we pick up where we left off last time with Kathleen asking Andrew about praying from Scriptures that are not prayers themselves, such as the letters of Paul, for example. How do we pray out of Scripture that itself is not a direct prayer?
1: What would you say about how we can pray using Scripture even when it's not in quote-unquote prayer form?
2: Yeah, it's a great skill to develop early on, and I, I actually used to teach um, Sunday school to nine- and ten-year-olds at my church, and uh, every at the beginning of every class, we would take one verse from Psalm 119 uh, and work our way systematically through it, and um, we would talk about it, a little bit about what it means, and then... Um, I would ask them, you know, how can we turn this into a prayer? And then we would talk about that. And then, uh, and then, then then I would pray it to begin the class. And that was that was the whole prayer to begin the class. It wasn't every every week. It was different, and and and, mm. and it was uh, it wasn't like you know, thank you for this day. I didn't add anything extra. It was just that one verse, you know. And um, so that's something I commend, you know, to, to be, um, uh, to be, you know, teaching other people and teaching your kids to, to do this. Um, and I don't think it's hard, um, especially, you know, most of the new Testament has a lot of directions, instructions, you know, like, um, you know, one famous passage from, um, Second Timothy 2 is, you know, be as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Right. And so to turn that into a prayer, I, I think anybody can do that. You just have to say, Lord, help me to, to rightly handle the word of truth, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think, so those kinds of things are pretty straightforward. Um, but also, um, I think there's, there's a. There, there's a really, really good book that anybody can pick up, and it's by Donald Whitney called "How to Pray the Bible," and it's a short one. Uh, anybody who's got any doubts on how to do it or why they should do it, they can always go to that book as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line is if you just if you spend five minutes with one of my prayer books, just by viewing the examples, um, you'll see. Ah, oh, okay, that's easy that's, I can turn that into a prayer. That's, that's pretty easy. And so, yeah, a lot of, sometimes there's things that maybe they're just truths of of God that you want to remember, you know, so you could say, God, remind me of these things, you know, Um, remind me that you are faithful and that you cannot deny yourself, you know, remind me that when we deny you, uh if you if we deny you, you will also deny us. If we are faithless, you remain faithful. Um all those kinds of things, you know. Um so I, I I think um there there are a lot of strategies, but those those are a few and I think the more people try to do this, the more they're gonna find it. It's not it's not very difficult. It's just a matter of, of getting your your uh your feet wet and uh, going right. for it.
1: And even thinking about it, you know, just yeah. Having the idea that this is a good idea, that scripture can be a guide for prayer, um, Absolutely. a really good guide. And I think I, I find that the more that I'm praying using scripture, the more scriptural all of my prayers are becoming. You know, I it, it changes my mind, as you said, you know, it it reorients my mind toward God's priorities. Um, and, you know, the language of scripture is so beautiful. Um, so using that, but not just not not only that, but mainly the, the ideas and the, um, the desires and, and of, and heart of the Lord to, um, yeah. So my own. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is something that's really edifying and practical with praying with other people. I, in small groups or wherever I remember, uh, one small group time, uh, praying for my friend and he had asked, I I think he was struggling a lot with the fear of man, that kind of thing. And, and so in my prayer, I just, you know, I prayed one verse, one, one of the verses that came to my mind was from Isaiah one, um, or maybe it's two, but I just said, Lord, help him to stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath for of what account is he? And, um, that that really stuck with him you know because there's so many other platitude prayers that really don't impact us but afterwards he was like where what where uh where in the bible <laughs> where did that come from and uh and that really encouraged him you know so i i think when when we stop we stop get, when we start getting out of the cliche um people start listening and um mm. and uh, so some of our prayers can can have a lot more of, of an impact not only um, in the throne room of heaven, but also in people who are listening to us. So.
0: Yeah. Amen. I mean, there's there's always going to be something that's uniquely powerful because of the Holy Spirit uh, yeah. when you're praying Scripture directly versus, you know, yeah. God hears our prayers, of course, but but there's something uniquely powerful about Scripture itself. Um, right. That That's awesome. And, you know, the question I have is, uh, I'd love to ask you, Andrew, you know, of course I think a perennial, if I'm using that word correctly, I'm not as good of a literary person as Kathleen, but a perennial uh, comment that you will always find Christians, you know, saying of, you know, how can I, or you know, how do you want to grow or how, how do you, where do you feel like you fall short in, in your faith? Always say, you know, I want to pray more. I want to pray more. Oh, and yeah. I think part of that is people honestly don't know how to pray. And, and there is only so much that, you know, saying the, saying the rope, the superficial prayers, you know, that that's, that's only stimulating to a, a degree and people kind of lose steam. So I, I'd, I'd love to hear, first of all, in whatever way you can, to share your own personal prayer life to whatever a degree, you know, I don't want you to, I know there's some mm-hmm. sens- sensitivity to that, you know, sure. uh, uh, but just share with, with folks, Hey, you know, what does your prayer life look like? And then also, how would you encourage someone who says, look yeah, I, I admit my, my prayer life really isn't very, very good. What, what would, what would you give that person in terms of encouragement and, and advice about, you know, where to go from here? Right. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a
2: really good observation as they say. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not sure who said this, but if you ever want to humble a man, ask him about his prayer life. Mm. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: And, um, so uh, the other thing I, I will I will preface is if if you want to read a good book you should read an author who who writes out of weakness and uh, I think I think those are the best authors to read um, people who are actually wrestling with something not people who have arrived
0: uh, who are oh, honestly.
2: Yeah. Think We're are. honestly grappling with this because number one, you can identify with them, and number two, um, their book's going to be a lot more uh, anointed with the grace of God. <laughs> and yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I, mm. uh, I, one of my favorite authors, Mike Mason. He he always writes books based on things that he he's terrible at. <laughs> For instance, he. <laughs> He says he he says he he basically struggled his whole life with just being having social anxiety and that kind of thing and uh, all uh, the whole people aspect of ministry and and, and Christianity <laughs> right and so so he just he he decided to write a book about it. It's called Practicing the Presence of People, and it's a it's a great book. But it, it, because he he he. He narrowed in on on this weakness of his and tried to sort through it biblically and and before the Lord, um, he he came up with some really nice stuff and really helpful stuff and uh, convicting stuff as well. So mm. anyway, uh, all that to preface um, my own my own prayer life has probably the same marks of anybody's prayer life of being. Uh, seasonal and having um fits and starts and Mm -hmm. waxing and waning and depending on what season of life i'm in even where i'm in where in the world i'm at um Mm -hmm. geographically um it's 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 something really uh really interesting even that that subject itself how my prayer life differs when i am on the dark continent, um, here in Africa, um, I have noticed there is, there is a, a very, uh, tangible difference and drop in my motivation to prayer here for lots of reasons. Oh, wow. But some of them are just reasons I don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of other missionaries have expressed the same thing. Um, and it may be the spiritual darkness here. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, it, it, it can be felt, you know, it, it, it's um, something I've observed over and over. And when I come and go from from Equatorial Guinea, but, um, you know, there's 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 different things that I you know, particularly love. I love praying outside and I love praying at night. Um, I I find it very difficult to pray in a, in a, a way that's <laughs> enjoyable or inspiring for me indoors. For some reason. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's one thing. Uh, And I've actually tried purposefully to, to, to make sure that when I move somewhere, that there's a place nearby a field or whatever, where I can pray outside and um, that there's going to be some level of isolation or near a park or whatever. Hmm. and uh, for me that's kind of a priority some people they want to have a prayer room or whatever but for me i just want i i want somewhere outside where i'm not like in a big sit inner city or something where I, <laughs> where i can't get away and 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 have that kind of time so so there's that um and um i've gone through different seasons of using my prayer my own prayer books a ton and then different seasons where I don't use them as much. Um, and I, I think that's probably healthy and normal. Um, right. But um, but yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. And I would encourage everyone, you know, I I don't write these books because I've arrived. I, I just write them as tools to help me on my own weakness. Um, mm. Just for the same reason I tell people, like, I don't own a TV, not because like I'm extra spiritual or holy. It's just because... I'm weaker than other people, and I, I don't think I could control it as well as other people if I had one. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, I think that's um, a good place to be. And I've been very encouraged in my own prayer life by um, A Praying Life by Paul Miller. If you haven't read that book, you should go get it now and, and read it. It's it's one of the, the most precious Helpful books for people who are struggling, which we all are, and um, and some some super helpful strategies, but also um, just allowing people to be themselves before God more than anything. And I, that's one thing I, I don't want my prayer books to do is make people think that they have to read an ancient Near Eastern um, cadence. You know, they have to pray in an ancient Near Eastern <laughs> right. cadence all the time. Um, I don't want them to feel like, you know, all of them have to be poetic and extremely deep. A lot of our prayers, I think need to be, God, I don't know what to do. Help me. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a good prayer. And, um, and the other thing, um, that I learned from Paul Miller was, uh, using prayer cards. And, um, so I do use prayer cards now and then. And, uh, I I like that method a lot. I think it's a great idea, and especially for tracking just answers to prayer and how God has worked in different areas that you've been focusing on. Otherwise, we really do easily lose track of that and um, fail to remember the, the goodness of God and answering specific things that we've been praying for for a long time. So, yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's an excellent point, especially about um, our prayers don't have to be always something that you're reading. You you, you know, praying scripture is fantastic, but there are many prayers that are just like a a cry out to God or I think even silence before God um, is Mm -hmm. sometimes all we can manage and that itself is a very beautiful thing, very precious. And also I would say that um, as in my own prayer life, which has also waxed and waned, you know, and sometimes I feel like. I'm the worst in the entire world at this. And sometimes I feel pretty good about myself, which is not really a, a great thing to feel about yourself <laughs> in that case. But, um, the thing that I've noticed is the, the, the best way for me to be more engaged in prayer and loving it is, is, uh, helping myself to shape my desires. Um, and so, Discipline Mm -hmm. is good and important and the finding ways to discipline yourself is good, but my desires are what drive me to what I love. And so I find that the more that I pray, the more that I know God through his word, um, the Mm -hmm. more that I feel such incredible dependence on him, the more I feel grateful love for what he has done and the ways he has answered me the ways he's answered others, um, that fuels my desire for him and it fuels my desire for prayer. And so i I try to think about that not just in terms of discipline, but really in terms of desire, and that that's been the number one thing for myself um, mm-hmm. to grow in these ways over the years of being a Christian.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I would add is that there's there's um especially the season of marriage there there is something extremely powerful in, in the way of motivation. To pray uh, when you 're lonely, and um, loneliness I think is is one of the one of the most powerful motivations to to seek the Lord and and pray, and at least mm-hmm. it was for me and um, i don 't think i don't think i've ever heard in any marriage book or any premarital counseling session or book um, anybody talk about you're about to get married or you're getting married and be prepared for this major shift in your level of loneliness and thus how that's going to affect your, your prayer life, you know, Hmm. now you have somebody to share your heart with the most intimate thoughts that you have. Um, that used to be really just God in, in a lot of ways. And, um, for me, that was a, that was a big, uh, that was a big shift and it's still something I'm trying to figure out um, how to navigate well, you know, because nobody's going to say, well, you know, spend less time uh, talking to your wife so that you can be more, more more motivated to pray. But um, nevertheless, that is, that is one of the things that I feel does is one of the temptations in, in a, in a healthy marriage where you're just so happy to be together To find to 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 tear yourself away from each other and go find alone time to be with God is that much more
0: of a of a struggle, or it can be. Yeah, that's a really that's a really uh, I think pretty something I hadn't thought about. Just that observation that that ironically, you know, in talking about marriage and and premarriage counseling, actually, you know, talking about you know the negative aspect—it's not really negative, but just the 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 challenge is going to be that, yeah, as you said, you know, when you're on your own and I know I was and you're, you're, you're lonely and uh, you're crying out to the Lord and you have, you just have practically usually more time to pray, especially when you want to throw mm-hmm. kids in the picture. But then right. also, yeah, you, he's, he's all you got in terms of being able to sort of pour your heart out about, yeah. you know, how you're feeling and what you're doing. I know, you know, like I, I haven't, I'm speaking of, you know, uh, working out of your weakness you know, in college, mm-hmm. I, I actually had times where I actually was somewhat disciplined about a journal, a prayer journal. And mm-hmm. I, since I got married, I haven't even written one journal entry down about, you know, kind of praying. You know, it's just a prayer card. Mm-hmm. So I had a prayer journal, you know, where I would, mm-hmm. would 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 write down things I'm praying for and then go back and look and see how they got answered. And and a part of that is just because I have my wife now. And so I just share mm-hmm. with her, you know, and, right. and it's, it's not a negative thing, but it certainly changes that mm-hmm. dynamic of prayer life. And I, I love that you you say that. Yeah, you know, how do you tear yourself away from someone you love being with to go mm-hmm. kind of be alone with God? And that's important, but it's just counterintuitive when
1: yeah. you
0: want to be yeah. with that person. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: as, as in with a lot of cases where your heart is really filled, you know, you're so joyful, you're not quite as uh, desperate, but th- there's something really unique about marriage. Although I will say that having children will help with that, not with the time part, but with me, like <laughs> I'm desperate for God, part. Right, <laughs> <So laughs> yeah, crying out to God for help. That is, uh, yeah, that's a daily exercise.
0: Absolutely. So Andrew, I um, I, we will definitely put uh, Paul Miller a link to his his book. It's called what again? You, uh, sorry, it's I know it's Paul Miller. What's the name of the book? A it's called A Praying Life. Life. Yeah. So we will, we will definitely put a link to that as well as your books that you've written. And you mentioned you have you do have a website. So What is that website? It's his magnificence.com. All right. Well, we'll link that on there. And, and what's on the website? You said you have music on there. Is that what's on there? I haven't been, I haven't been there myself.
2: Yeah. It's, um, a lot of the music I've recorded and written over the years and it's free. it's also mm-hmm. on Spotify. A lot of it's on Spotify as well and iTunes, but, um, I always keep it on my website as a direct download for free. Um, and then there's, uh, all of my books is a whole page with those. Most of them are also downloadable in, in digital format for free. And, um, mm. so, so yeah, there's, there's links there and then just a few other miscellaneous things.
1: Yeah. We'll definitely put the link on our website as well, the, on the, the podcast page on our website. So you guys can check that out. And I will also say a little plug. Um, Andrew's also written a novel called Christina of Aspen Isle and it's, just lovely it's definitely one of my favorite books and so um, you can get good deals on that on kindle or just on amazon in general and uh so there's some great resources and a lot of the uh yeah as you said the prayer books are available i think are they always available for free on your website
2: yes and they're also available for free on android uh on the play on the play store
1: okay so you have a little app where yeah a little app where you can um Keep up with where you are in the in the list of prayers. So those are fantastic resources, um, totally available for anybody. And we will put the links to that on our website.
0: Yeah, thank you for making those free. I mean, what a what a blessing to the church to to give that to people. I know it takes a lot of work. And um, what I want to just close with is is Andrew. How can we um, we and those who are listening? How can we be praying for you and for your ministry? What what are some ways that people can be be lifting you guys up?
2: Thanks. Yeah, we're um we're in the midst of a, a really exciting project of doing a oral adaptation of the Old Testament in the Fong language for the first time. And <laughs> um so uh you could pray for that and so far it's having a, a great impact and uh this the, the first um first steps that we've taken and uh, publishing the exodus as has been great. We're, we're seeing it grow in more and more of the um, people's interest and, and all that. So, um, and uh, otherwise one thing I, I, I just want people to, I, I want God to use, use these books. You could just pray that God would use these books to, to bless marriages and, even transform them and that's that's always been my my desire from the beginning that's why i make them free um just so that they could be as much of a widespread impact as possible um and a tool in people's hands and they would they would just be used simply in a consistent and and even creative ways so
0: well that's yeah amen and of course You know, again, there's so many things we didn't didn't get to talk about specifically with regarding just prayer in marriage and how, as you said, how how, you know, so many people do wrestle, of course, in marriage because it's two sinners coming together. So how, how important prayer is when you're praying for your spouse, that's going to change your heart, not only towards God, but then towards your spouse and giving you giving you that softness when you might otherwise, you know, be. Upset about something, but but not just in the, in the moment to moment, but just over time developing mm-hmm. that intimacy as you're praying for your spouse. Uh, yeah. What what an awesome legacy to, to leave, you know, to your children is, is a husband and a father, uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. I think of that, you know, just, just your kids knowing how much you pray for them and your spouse and your and your wife. So ended that. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for coming on. And we've been so blessed by by you taking the time out. And uh, definitely we'll be praying for the translation of the Fong. Uh, Are they the Fong people, or is it the, I guess the language is the Fong language? What's the name of the people group that is a target? It's the same, same name. Uh The Fong people, okay. So uh, I encourage all of you out there listening, pray for Andrew, pray for their work, and and for God to bless all that they're doing. And uh, until next time. Everyone take care and God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. If you'd like to find out more information or get additional resources, please visit our website at www.crosslifetoday.org. You can also find us on Facebook as Cross Life Resources and on Instagram. Until next time, take care and God bless.